I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score! Elba will score! Newcastle and one! G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Finals footy kicks off tonight. Cannot wait for this one. The Parramatta Eels taking on the Penrith Panthers. The first game of the 2022 final series. The Penrith Panthers finishing in first place. Uh, having the home final against the Parramatta Eels. The winner of this gets a week off. The loser has to play sudden death football next week. It's going to be an absolutely massive one. We will go through the team list for both sides. We won't do the ins and outs because Penrith... Uh, uh, they've obviously got about 17 players that have come in this week compared to last week. But the Penrith Panthers line up at fullback, Dylan Edwards, Taylor May on one wing, Brian To'o on the other side, Isaac Tungo and Stephen Crichton in the centres, Jerome Luai at six, Nate Cleary returns for his first game in about five weeks at halfback, Moses Leota starts up front with James Fisher-Harris, Abby Curacao in the nine, Viliami Kikau and Liam Martin in the back row with Isaiah Yo, the best 13 in rugby league, locking the scrum. On the bench, Mitch Kenny, Scotty Sorensen, Spencer Lenu and Jamin Salmon. On the extended, still got Charlie Staines and Matty Eisenhuth. I said on Coach's Clipboard earlier this week that me personally, I would pick Matty Eisenhuth over Jamin Salmon. I would bring him into this side uh, for this game. Let's have a look at the Parramatta lineup. Clint Gutherson at fullback on the wings. Micah Sivar and Wonga Blake. He's been a releva- uh, re- revelation out there for the Eels over the last few weeks. Will Penasini and Tommy Opachik in the centres. Mr. Consistent Tommy Opachik. Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses, the Parramatta Eels halves, both in career best form at the moment. Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Bolo up front. Reid Marnie in the nine. Sean Lane and Isaiah Papali'i in the back row. With at the moment, Ryan Madison named in Jersey 13. On the bench, Makatoa, Jake Arthur, Oregon Kafusi, and Marata Niakore. Extended bench, Nathan Brown, Bailey Simonson. Interesting to see Nathan Brown back in this side. Has obviously been in a little bit of rugby league wilderness the last few weeks on the outside at Parramatta, apparently. Crazy they get to the final week one and he's all of a sudden in their 18. Pretty wild. Uh, for me, I am ex- 
expecting Ryan Madison to come off the bench and Murata Neokore to start in the 13. It's how Brad Arthur has run his team over the last few weeks, and I think it will happen once again. I think you'll see Ryan Madison come on about the 25th minute and play the rest of the game. It seems to be a formula that works well for Parramatta. Your bench is more important than it ever has been in rugby league, so I'm pretty confident that Arthur will make this change once again. And when Madison gets on the field, that's when Parramatta go to a new level. We spoke about it on Coach's Clipboard, which if you haven't listened to yet, I'll actually touch it to the end of this podcast. So if you'd like to have a listen to it, there you can. If not, you can move off once the preview is done. We'll obviously let you know when it is over. Uh, We'll give our same game multi in a moment, but... For me, the most exciting thing about this game is the two forward packs. Leota, Fisher-Harris going at Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Borlo. And then you've also got Viliami Kikau and Liam Martin going against Sean Lane and Isaiah Papali'i. The individual battles here will be sensational. Very, very keen to watch the clash of Isaiah Papali'i and Viliami Kikau, two of the best back rowers in rugby league this year. They've both been incredible. I think it's fair to say Viliami Kikau on his day is the most damaging forward in rugby league. When you take in his side, but more importantly, his skill set uh, that he's shown this year, he's going to be key tonight, especially against that right edge of the Parramatta Eels, which I think they will target. Isaiah Papali'i, uh, after this week, every week could be his last week at the Parramatta Eels, obviously going to the West Tigers, so I think he will be looking to leave a big imprint on this game. We spoke about it in Coach's Clipboard. James Fisher-Harris, Isaiah Yo, these guys, Matty Eisenhuth as well, which is why I would bring him into the side. Defensively, they're some of the very best in the competition at slowing down the ruck. They catch you, and then it's a slow kill. They bring you to the ground really slowly. They earn the Penrith Panthers an extra half a second, extra second or so uh, to get their defensive line set. And it's why the Penrith Panthers are so dominant and have been so good for a very long time. The two hookers, also a big clash here. Appy Curacao and Reid Marnie. Really looking forward to this one. I think Appy, I think he's really flown under the radar this year, just how well he is playing. Another guy uh, that after this week, he's playing sudden death footy with his Penrith Panthers career. Obviously joining Isaiah Papali at the West Tigers. I think he'll be very keen for this one. The halves, though, wow. This matchup is incredible. Jerome Luai, he's played one game uh, in the last six or seven weeks after getting injured after Origin. So he's come in and played one game he had last week off. And, of course, he's repartnered up with Nathan Cleary, who makes his first return to first grade for the first time in five weeks. Of course, the last game he played, I believe it was round 20 against this side, the Parramatta Eels getting sent off in that one. For me, though, in that game, Obviously, Parramatta won. They were against 12. But up until the point where Nathan Cleary got sent off, I thought Parramatta were on the front foot. So a lot of positives to take from it. They are on the front foot because of Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown. Their form this year has been incredible. Dylan Brown, he's really grabbed everyone's attention this year. The best defensive ball player in rugby league and his attacking stats and his combination in particular with Sean Lane has been incredibly impressive this year. It's one that the Penrith Panthers will have to shut down tonight. Mitch Moses, though, you win finals games off the back of kicking games tonight. He goes head-to-head with the best kicker in rugby league and one of the best kickers we've ever seen in Nathan Cleary. So a huge, huge test for Mitch Moses later tonight. Really, really looking forward to seeing how he responds to it. He's a guy that he's always been incredibly talented. He's matured year on year, but he still hasn't really owned those big stages of finals footy. Hopefully, this is the year which where Mitch Moses can elevate himself to the next level. Penrith at home, they should win this one. They are red-hot favourites, and so they should be. I think they 
they are the better side here. Playing at home, that helps an absolute stack. We know that the Parramatta Eels, they won't be overly worried about going to blue bet, though. And when you look back at last year, we came into the final series, and personally, I thought there was not a hope in hell the Penrith Panthers were going to lose at home, and South Sydney went there and absolutely gave it to them. Uh, Dylan Edwards, he obviously didn't feature in that game, uh, so he was a huge loss. Stephen Crichton jumped into the one spot. Pretty handy replacement there, but it can be done. South Sydney did it next year, did it last year, sorry, and if we repeat the narrative, South Sydney beat them in round one. They had the week off, won their prelim, then of course they met the Penrith Panthers in the grand final. If that was to happen again this year, you would have a Western Sydney derby, which would be unbelievable for grand final day. I don't think it would be like anything we've seen before. I'd probably argue that after Roosters v South, this is probably the best rivalry you could get, I think. I think Roosters v South would be the pinnacle. We obviously can't get that this year, but I'd love to get it one day. Uh, But Parramatta versus Penrith. Western Sydney derby. We know in Western Sydney it's been rising over the last few years. The stocks are absolutely exploding. Two champion football teams. Obviously, the Penrith Panthers looking to defend their premiership off the back of last year to go back-to-back, which has been proven to be very difficult for a lot of champion sides over a long time. The difference for me is the age of the Penrith Panthers. They're all young. I think they can handle the long get, the, the longevity of these long, long seasons and going back to back. Very, very excited. They got to have a week off last week, so cannot wait to see how they go. Uh, the Parramatta Eels, I mean, I don't think they can win this comp. A lot of you guys do, and I understand why you do. It's just about delivering on the big stages. Their, their season, it starts tonight. We've been saying that since round one. Parramatta season starts come finals time. It's going to be a massive test for them later tonight. Now, if I had to pick a winner in in this one, I'm going to take Penrith at home. I think that they are the best team in this competition. I think their absolute best football they can play is a fair whack in front of all the other teams and the best football they can play. Uh, the best defensive team tends to win competitions. The Penrith Panthers, they have been the best defensive team for a long, long time. They're all coming off a week off as well, so that will be massive for this team. I don't think it's going to impact them too much in a negative way. I know that we always sort of have that lingering thought in the back of our head, are you better to keep the momentum or have the week? I just think this team, they know their system so well and they're so confident that I think they'll be okay. I think it'll definitely be a positive for them. So I've got the Penrith Panthers winning this one. <clears throat> I think it will be a close game. I've got the Penrith Panthers 1-12. to I'd even be willing to say it's probably 1-8. to I think it'll be very, very close. Only probably one score in it. I've got unders 38.5. I can't really see either of these teams scoring more than 20 points tonight. The Paramount Eels, their defense has been unreal the last couple of weeks. Hopefully they turn up. We know that they, in the past, have had a bit of a tendency to clock off in key moments, but I think they will show up for this one. I think they'll defend well against this Panthers side. So I've got Panthers 1-12. to I've got unders 38.5. I'm expecting like a 20-12, to 20-10, 18-10, 18-12 sort of scoreline for this one. And my one try scorer, I'm going to take... Taylor May, obviously on the left wing for the Penny Panthers. His news has been all through the newspapers this week. As we all know, when the media starts blowing up about a player, they tend to cross the white stripe that weekend. But it's a little bit more than that for me. I look at the left edge of the Penrith Panthers. I think it's the best left edge in rugby league. Going up against the right edge of the Parramatta Eels, where you got young Will Penasini and you got Wonga Blake outside him. I think this is the spot that the Penrith Panthers will target. They've done really well so far, so well, ever since Wonga Blake moved out to 
to that wing, but I don't think they've been overly tested. They've been tested twice, I would argue, probably against the Manly Seagulls, where Kieran Foran got to play around with them a little bit. He produced a try on that edge. And then South Sydney, who have a potent left edge, AJ scored two tries essentially untouched against this Parramatta team a couple of weeks ago. So I think the right edge, as good as they've been against the teams at the bottom of the eight, that's the edge that I would be testing. And I have no doubt whatsoever that Taylor May, he crosses over for a try in this one. I think the Penrith Panthers will target that edge. I think you'll see Viliami kick out how they normally run their shape where he goes out the back of Isaac Tungo. Not many other teams are able to run that shape. They're one of the teams that does it the absolute best, the Panthers. And with the quick hands... The Viliami Kikau has. I think you can really put Will Penasini in a couple of uncomfortable positions, and I'm not convinced that he still trusts Wonga Blake completely. So I think that they will catch them out there. Taylor May, anytime try scorer. Penrith Panthers, 1 to 12, under 38.5. You can get $9 for that same game multi later tonight. That's going to be my SGM for this game. Guys, I'm going to attach the audio of our coach's clipboard for this game that we uploaded a little bit earlier in the week. If you did miss it, or you you want to listen to it again, it's a bit more of an in-depth chat about the X's and O's that I would be targeting if I was both coaches in this game. Really enjoying doing these. I will attach them all to the previews for this weekend. And then a little bit later today, we will have the Sydney Roosters and the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the coaches clipboard for Demetrio and Robinson. Really looking forward to sinking my teeth into that one. It's going to be a cracking game. But the game tonight, the Penrith Panthers, the Parramatta Eels, for me, it is the game of the week. I'll hand you over now to the audio from earlier in the week of our coaches clipboard. Guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. NRL Finals, they kick off this weekend for season 2022. It's going to be sensational. As we always do for finals time, we are bringing back the coaches' clipboards. Probably our favorite bit of content we do over the entire NRL season. We only tend to do it for the finals time, though, as uh, you know, doing these for every single week gets a little bit hectic. Put a few hours of thoughts into each of these, and I come up with the three things that if I was coaching one team, what I'd be targeting on the other side, or the, or the specific moments in games that I would be focused on, or players. There can be a vast array of different things. My key three thoughts, we're going to do the Parramatta Eels and the Penrith Panthers here. First, just a reminder too, guys, you might have seen on social media, uh, I will be dropping some t-shirts and some hats on Sunday night at 8pm. I'll give you more details a little bit later on the week of where to find those, but there will be 2022 Guru t-shirts and hats, as you can see on social media. You would have seen the t-shirts on Bloke in a Bar and on a lot of my content over the last few weeks. So if you would like to grab one of those Sunday night, 8pm, there'll be plenty more details to come on the Instagram page and here on the podcast. But Let's get stuck into Coach's Clipboard because we're about 48 hours away from the Parramatta Eels taking on the Penrith Panthers, the Friday night game. I cannot fucking wait for this one. It is going to be sensational. As a lot of you know, like most people, I've had the Penrith Panthers as my favourites uh, to win this competition for quite some time, and I haven't been overly convinced on the Parramatta Eels. For me, um, I don't care what Parramatta has done before Friday night. I couldn't care less. For me, it just doesn't even matter with them. Uh, um, it all comes down to what they do during the finals. And uh, I'm really excited to see how Parramatta go. I'd be, I'd love to see Dill Brown and Mitch Moses really stand up in finals and own this series. I think it'd be sensational for rugby league. I think it'd be a great narrative as well. And I absolutely love those two blokes, along with most of this Parramatta team. There's not really any players here that I don't like or anything in this side. So it'd be great to see Parramatta stand up. They are the one team that has shown this year that, you know, they can go to Melbourne, they can knock over the Storm, they can go to Penrith and they can knock over the Penrith Panthers, uh, which is 
is just about unheard of in the modern game. So they are a team that can really, really give this competition a shake. They get... A really good opportunity on Friday night to take on the Penrith Panthers in this one. Obviously, Nathan Cleary, he returns. We're going to talk about him specifically uh, as one of our focal points for Brad Arthur. So we'll leave that for them. But there is plenty of opportunity here for the Parramatta Eels to get a W here. Let's kick off with Brad Arthur's coach's clipboard. As I would imagine, if I was Brad Arthur, these would be the key things that I would be focusing on heading into this game at Bluebet Stadium. So coach's clipboard, Brad Arthur, Parramatta versus the Penrith Panthers. My first point that I've got here is win your contact. Sounds very, very simple, but against this team, it's incredibly important, the Penrith Panthers. They are by far and away the best team in this competition when it comes to contact. I'll read you what I've got here. This game will be so tight that every contact will be a crucial contest. If you're not winning the first contact, the Panthers' middles will eat you alive and take you to the ground in almost slow motion. James Fisher-Harris and Isaiah Yeo are two of the best in the comp at this. This is how they strangle teams, killing all momentum. Uh, JFH and Isaiah Yeo, they're the two that I mentioned there. These two are fucking incredible at it. You come into contact, you come 100 miles an hour. Once the contact is through, if they've won that and you're not still going forward, you, you, you keep an eye on it. What they do is they have a player that comes up high, then they have a third man that goes low. And, and a lot of teams keep this same sort of structure when it comes to defense, but it's the way they do it, and it's their timing on every single one of them. They get you to the ground at an incredibly slow rate, and it just allows their team to get that extra second, half a second, to get back and prepare. Their third man, he then peels off perfectly, and all of a sudden, they've got their 10-man line set every single time time. This is why you got to win your first contact. Your junior Bolos, your Regan Campbell-Gillard, your Ryan Madisons, these sort of guys, they have to win their first contact because if they fall into that first contact and these Penrith Panthers middles, they win it. They're going to slow the ruck down completely. They're going to get them on their back, on the ground. Each play of the ball will take three to four seconds and you cannot beat the Penrith Panthers if that's how you are going to play. So your first contact, it is always important in the NRL, but against the Penrith Panthers, it is fucking crucial. It is so crucial to win your first contact and get momentum through the middle. My next point, make Nathan Cleary work. Now, we all know that Nathan Cleary's last game was five-odd weeks ago, funnily enough, against the Parramatta Eels, where he was sent off in that one in about the 20th minute. Has not played a game of rugby league since then. Comes back for finals week one. Super exciting. The theatre around this is fantastic. Welcoming back, in my opinion, the world's best player. Now, I believe he is the world's best player. I've said it for the last year or so, so I think he's going to be completely fine when he does return. But... When you're not playing, it is impossible to emulate a game, and it is impo- even more impossible to emulate the, the the strain and the exhaustion and everything that goes into a finals game. What I've got written here for Make Nathan Cleary Work. This is Nate's first game back. He's the best player in the world at club level, in my opinion, so he will be fine, but match fitness will be his test after a month out. I'd be challenging Moses and Lane to force him to... To make sorry, I'd be challenging Dill Brown and Lane to force him to make 25-plus tackles, and I would emphasize that he is always under huge kick pressure. He's great, but he's human. You've got to make him work. Now, obviously, where Nathan Cleary will be defending is on the right edge for the Penrith Panthers. They'll be going up against the Parramatta Eels' left edge, which is Dill Brown and Sean Lane. For me, I would set Sean Lane a challenge uh, that he has to be tackled by Nathan Cleary on, you know, 
10 plus occasions and this comes down to how Dylan Brown ball plays you saw last week um, the uh, the Roosters against South Sydney Rabbitohs Luke Carey put Angus Crichton one on one against uh, young uh, young Lachlan Ilias on a number of occasions and whilst they're not well I mean if they can get through Nathan Cleary Fantastic. They won't, though. He's one of the best defensive halves we've ever seen. All I want them to do, though, is make Nath tired. I want him to make as many tackles as he possibly can. That'll take a lot out of his tank, and that'll really test his fitness after being out for a month or so. If you've got a guy like Sean Lane coming at you on a number of occasions, kick pressure, it's always incredibly important with the Penrith Panthers and with Nathan Cleary in particular. You want Nathan Cleary to feel like he is under pressure all night. You want him to feel like every time they turn the ball over or they kick deep, he's going to have have to make one or two tackles that said you want to be in his head and you want to be going at him all night you want to force him to work harder than he's ever worked before when he's coming off five weeks of no football and all of a sudden he's into semi-final intensity it's going to be incredibly important they cannot let Nathan Cleary have an age to kick the fucking ball or he will ruin Parramatta on Friday night that has to be a huge emphasis from them my last point kick early in sets now Uh, I'll read it to you first, and then I'll go into a little bit more detail here because it sounds really basic. This seems to be their only weakness. We've spoken about it on Bloke this year. This is how Queensland toppled a Penrith-heavy New South Wales side, and this is how the Sharks got over them in the first half of their last game. Big test for the halves, but also Reed. He can have a huge impact on this game with his boot. You go back to State of Origin number three, New South Wales. They simply could not get out of their own end. Benny Hunt, DCE, Cam Munster, all kicking early. Harry Grant as well, kicking on third, fourth tackle, not waiting till last and getting into that wrestle, getting in early, kicking deep, chasing down and getting down there first, winning that kick chase. For me, I think that Parramatta have to do the same. I'm not exactly sure what it is with the Penrith Panthers and with kicking early, but it seems to be their only weakness. And I know what you're thinking. They're so good coming out of their own end. And I agree, they are the best team coming out of their own end. But when you do kick early, you can turn a bit of momentum on them. We saw that Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai Origin 3, they were not able to overcome what Queensland were doing. And it was simple. Get to third tackle. If there's space, kick the living shit out of it. Win the chase. Win that next set. That was all they did in Origin 3. You go back to the Sharks game a couple of weeks ago, the Penny Panthers and the Cronulla Sharks. Sharks were really in that game until about the 50th minute. And then they went away from their game plan. They weren't kicking early. They weren't forcing constant pressure on them like they were in the first half. And then all of a sudden, you saw the Penny Panthers get into gear. For me, I would be kicking early as much as I possibly can. Obviously, Dill Brown, Mitch Moses, they're going to be incredibly important when it comes to this plan. But Reid Marnie as well, you saw the impact in origin that Ben Hunt had. Now, obviously, Reid Marnie doesn't have the same kicking game as Ben Hunt, but he can strike a ball, Reid Marnie. There's no doubt about that. But for me, the key is knowing when to kick. Third tackle, if he can see uh, that Dylan Edwards is, is, is alone down there, hoof that ball towards that sideline, get three or four bounces, and Parramatta win the chase. I think they all need to have a big incentive going into this game that they know as soon as the ball hits the foot in a Parramatta jersey, you need to be sprinting down because they can really start to build some serious pressure there. Now, Penrith, they are great coming out of their own end, but if you get down there early enough and they don't have enough players there, you can umbrella your, your defense, you can really compress, and that's the only way to stop them coming out of their own end. If you wait till last tackle and you kick it to their wingers on the full and they get on the front foot, then there's three of them, one at dummy half, one taking the hit up, and they do this for four tackles. All of a sudden, the front rowers, they haven't moved, and now... 
the outside backs are already back to them. You've already lost the contest there. That's exactly what Penrith want you to do. You have to kick early. You have to really take them on. You have to make them move. You have to get them isolated, and you have to compress your defense and have a real crack at them. Easier said than done once again. No doubt about that whatsoever. But if I was Brad Arthur, they'd be my three key points. Win your contacts, win every single contact. Don't let them do this strangle, this slow strangle tackle that they do every single time. Two, make Nathan Cleary work. He's got to make 25-plus tackles. Sean Lane has got to become his best friend that night. They've got to get very, very close over the evening, and he's got to be kick-pressured every single time he has the ball. Three, kick early. It's what the Queensland Maroons did to the Penrith Heavy New South Wales Blues, and it's what the Cronulla Sharks did a couple of weeks ago when they really took it to them. It's the only way you can encounter how good they are at their own end. You've got to get them isolated. And then what you can start to do, if they start to address your kicking early, all of a sudden your wingers drop back and then Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown, we know how they're good they, they are on short sides. We know how good they are on their edges. They can really start to execute and take some advantage there. So they'd be my key, my three key points if I was Brad Arthur going into this game against the Penrith Panthers, one of the best teams we have seen in the modern era. Now, the other side of the park, Ivan Cleary taking on the Parramatta Eels. I would argue that Penrith, they probably don't have a bogey side. If they do, it has to be this team. So an interesting one to see how they handle this. They are coming off a week off. They rested every single one of their players, essentially. Nathan Cleary returns. Jerome Lewis only played one game in the last six or seven or something. So uh, it's not ideal for Penrith. They did get to rest last week. It will be interesting to see how they come out early. Um, I think if they were just about any team ever outside of this team, I might be a little bit nervous, but I'm pretty confident that they will show up for this one. I think they do win, but this Parramatta team, they will not beat themselves. I personally think they will stand up and they will deliver against Penrith, so it will be a cracking game. My first point, if I was Ivan Cleary, the first thing I would address to my team is control the middle. Now, with Parramatta, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now on the podcast, you can tell by the first three runs of Junior Bolo and Regan Campbell-Gillard whether the Parramatta Eels are on or not. If they get the ball and they go straight, just straight, I don't care how many metres they make, but if they just go straight, you know Parramatta is switched on. If they start to go lateral and move the ball around and you know sort of pass before they make contact, I'm a little bit more confident because Parramatta play their best footy when these two are going forward. And, you know, I'm sure that Brad Arthur must have had this conversation with them on so many occasions, but sometimes they just don't show up and do it. When they do, though, they're a team not to be fucked with. I personally think Parramatta will play very straight to start in this game against the Penrith Panthers. Control the middle. I've got written here. You can tell if Parra on or not by the first three hit-ups from Paulo and Regan Campbell-Gillard. If they're going forward instead of drifting, you're in for a long night. The ball needs to be wrapped up on Paulo. I'd set the challenge to my pack to not allow a single offload from Paulo, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Matto all night. When they are going forward, they're in the contest. They're in the arm wrestle. It's when they get their offloads and they start playing second phase footy, the Parramatta Eels, is when they're really lethal. Now, the beauty of this is that Penrith, they are so good in their contacts. We already spoke about this before. They're so good in their contacts that they will slow the game down. So Parramatta, they will be looking to offload. Matto, Junior Bolo, Regan Campbell-Gillard, they will all come into this game knowing that they want to offload. They want to create second phase footy. As soon as they offload, Reed will go either straight to Dill Brown, straight to Mitch Moses, straight to Clint Gutherson, one of their skilled players. That's how Parramatta play. Then they will try and take advantage of you. You don't want to get on the back foot against this Parramatta side because once they start to roll, it's over and they get momentum through their offloads. So it's going to be key for the Penrith Panthers to not allow any offloads. If they allow second phase footy, they're going to find themselves in trouble very soon. That would be my challenge to all my middle forwards is that those three guys, 
minimal offloads, and I would aim for no offloads by those three guys. We wrap up the ball, and Penrith are already pretty good at doing this. But those three, they can find an offload. Ryan Madison and Junior, they're the two that worry me the most. Attack their right edge is the next point that I have got. Now, Parramatta, they've been playing some really good footy. My only worry with Parramatta is that, like, they played the Melbourne Storm last week. Outside of that, they haven't really had any big challenges recently. Uh, You have a look through their draw over the last few weeks. You know, they have had a few big wins and whatnot, and you can only play the team that's put in front of you. I completely understand that. But I do wonder if there's a weakness on that right edge between Will Penasini and Wonga Blake. Now, Wonga Blake, he moved to the wing a couple of weeks ago. He's been sensational, but, but you look at the games that he has played there, and he hasn't been tested a heap, to be honest with you, but whenever he has, they have conceded points down that edge, and this is where I would be going. When they took on the Manly Seagulls, Kieran Four, and I believe he put Jason Saab over for a try in that one where he caught Wonga Blake sneaking in there. They then played the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who, to be fair, they are the best left-edge attack in rugby league. There is no doubt about it, but they peeled them a couple of times there. Cody Walker scored two. To be fair, in that game, Mitch Moses wasn't playing, so Jake Arthur was there, so Cody Walker went at him a couple of times, but AJ, they managed to put him over untouched on two occasions in that game. So I do believe that this edge is one that you can target. You look outside of that, um, the Parramatta games over the last few weeks, they haven't really been in the contest realistically. Um, Sorry, I mean, Parramatta's been too dominant in these games to really uh, test them out all that much. Uh, They beat, after the the Bunnies game where they got shown up on that edge, they beat the Bulldogs 42-6. Uh, beat the Broncos 53-6 and then beat the Eels 22-14 in this game. Now, I think it should be noted as well that that right edge uh, for the Parramatta Eels last week, they did do really well, but I felt like um, the Parramatta Eels defense was a little bit lateral there and they they, they did point it out to go there on a number of occasions. Um, Justin Olam almost scored. I think Nick, Nick Meany got close over that side as well. Uh, so I do believe it's a spot that you can target in this team though for sure and it's definitely where I would be going if I was Ivan Cleary. And of course, if there's any sort of defensive issues on that edge, which personally I believe there is, there is no greater test in rugby league than getting that Panthers left edge. Jerome Luai, Viliami Kikau, Isaac Tungo, and, and uh, not Biza, sorry, and Talon May out on that edge. So I think there'll be a lot of shape thrown at young Will Penasini and Wonga Blake. The scary thing about this is that it's going to force Wonga Blake to make decisions. And when he has to make sudden decisions on that wing, I think you will see him come up with a couple of poor ones. Just the history of Wonga Blake. Um, so I've got. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wonga Blake's edge is the spot I would be targeting here. It's been great since moving to the wing, but most of these games have been big wins for the Eels. Penicini and Blake combo hasn't been tested properly during this period. That is the Panthers' strong edge. You'll see Penrith target this edge. When they have been tested, they haven't really shown up in the South Sydney game, for example. So I think that's the spot where I would be going at the Wonga Blake and Will Penicini edge, and I have no doubt the Panthers will go there. It is their strong edge. All right, my last point for Ivan Cleary. 
And I think this is a really underrated part of the Parramatta Eels game and how strong it is. It's from the 20th minute to the 40th minute. So you see them go gangbusters at the moment. Uh, they got Junior Borlo and they got Regan Campbell-Gillard who go crazy at the start. One of them tends to come off in about the 25th, 30th minute or so. But what you have been seeing and what I think you'll see this week is Nia Corey start in the 13th and Ryan Madison come off the bench. Ryan Madison tends to come on in about the 20th, 25th minute, but he doesn't tend to come on for one of these front rowers. They tend to take Nia Corey, who they started at 13 to bring Matto on and there is normally like a five minute period, five to ten minute period where you've got Regan Camagillard, Junior Borlo and Ryan Madison on the field at the same time and this can be a really crucial period. I'll read it to you now, the 20 to 40 minute mark. I expect that Brad Arthur will bring Matto off the bench in about the 20 to 25th minute on Friday. This period until halftime is where the Eels really put teams to the sword. This is when you need Spencer Lino and Scotty Sorensen to be at their best. If you can win this period, you go a long way to beating the Eels. I would have Eisenhuth on my bench because of this as well. This little period is going to be crucial. We know that both front row, front row forwards are going to beat the living shit out of each other in the first 20 minutes. It's going to be that 20 minutes until halftime time that for me is going to be crucial and this is where Parramatta they can really put the hose in your mouth during this period especially that five or six minute period where you got Matto, Junior and Regan on the t- on the f- field at the same time and this is where as I mentioned earlier controlling the middle is going to be so important during this 20 minutes it's going to be key for me probably the team that wins this one going into half time I think they'll go a long way to winning this game I think the points in that 20 minute period will be crucial and that's where Parramatta will be banking on them getting a little bit dominant over these Penrith Panthers as I said on the bench for the Panthers. I'm a little bit worried about how skinny their bench is. Uh, I personally, they've got Mitch Kenny, Sorensen, Spezzolino and Jamin Salmon. Personally, I would not be carrying Jamin Salmon in this game. I would be bringing Matty Eisenhuth onto the bench there and I'd be running with those three. I'm happy for Mitch Kenny. If Appy needs a spell, he can jump into nine. No worries there. Uh, but if not, I think he'll play as a bit more of a loose middle. But Scotty Sorensen, they're lucky Parramatta, uh, depending on the Panthers, they have got the best bench player in rugby league, in my opinion, Scott Scotty Sorensen. Uh, the only one that you could probably argue to me that's as good probably be Ryan Madison. I think his p- impact is unbelievable as well. Probably up there with cheese and stuff too. But when Junior Bolo does come off the field and lean you, Scotty Sorensen, these guys start to really have an impact on the game. It'll be a huge, huge 20 minutes coming into halftime that's going to be crucial. So that's my coach's clipboard for Ivan Cleary. Control the middle, limit the offloads from those three big guns in their pack. Attack their right edge. Go at Will Penasini and Wonga Blake. I believe that if you put them in decision-making situations, you can catch them out there. And then that 20th to the 40 minute mark, when Ryan Madison enters the contest, you'll have about five or six minutes where you'll have the big three forwards on the field and you need to handle them through the middle. And then you still need to handle Maddo until half time. That's where Scotty Sorensen spent to lean you. And I'm hoping Matty Eisenhuth over Jamin Salmon are going to be really, really key to this Penrith Panther size where Isaiah Yo does his best work as well. Going to be a cracking game this one. Personally, I think it will be tight. I think the Panthers probably get this one done at home. I would be making a change to that bench, as I said, but I think they'll score their points down the left edge, going at that right edge that I pointed out. That's my tip for this one. We'll have a preview on Friday. We'll have our same game multis and everything. Have the coaches' clipboards. They will be available on social media tonight. So you can go and have a read of those if you'd like to have another look. But Penrith to win this one for me. And remember, guys, Sunday night, 8 p.m., we'll have the Guru merchandise dropping 
t-shirts and hats. You can have a look at some pictures on social media this week. They'll be available at 8 p.m. on Sunday night. We'll give you more details as the week plays out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.